This is Ozarks at Large. We've been here before recently, slowing numbers of new cases of COVID-19 in daily testing reports, reduced hospitalizations, and a reduction of active cases as well. But we know what happened last time, the summer Delta surge. We thought we'd check in again with journalists working with ArkansasCOVID.com. Mary Hannigan is assistant editor of ArkansasCOVID.com, and Rachel Sanchez-Smith is a reporter and translator for ArkansasCOVID.com. We spoke with them via Zoom Friday. Rachel Sanchez-Smith says numbers recorded by the Arkansas Department of Health in October did show a slowing spread, and other numbers dropped, mostly. Yeah, to really paint the picture for... Arkansas and how it's been in October, there's been a sharp decline in cases, like you've mentioned, with over 1,500 cases this month compared to the over, you know, 43,000 cases in September. Um, All of this is according to Arkansas Department of Health data. And similarly, Arkansas reported over 517 new daily cases as of um, October 28th, you know, compared to the 1,400 new daily cases or average of um, in September. And like you mentioned, while, case, while cases have declined, deaths tell another story for Arkansas. Yeah. And so the Department of Health reported a pretty grim milestone in October, and that is that we surpassed 8,000 deaths. And this was accelerated by the October 10th data cleaning that added nearly 300 deaths to the state count. This count included out-of-state deaths during the entire pandemic, so since March of 2020. The total state death count was 8,344 on October 28th. And in our preliminary data calculations, the virus caused 634 deaths in Arkansas during October. This was more than 100 less than September, but October was still the fifth deadliest month of the pandemic. And combined with the continued decline of cases, this continues to show how COVID-19 is a deadly illness. Yeah, I I mean, I think I've said this the previous two conversations we've had. I mean, we're still seeing, you know, every day, newly accounted deaths, 15, 18, 19. It is, in fact, still a a major, major cause of death in the state. Absolutely. And coupled with, you know, slowing vaccine acceptance acceptance. Even, you know, Governor Asa Hutchinson noted during the middle of the month that vaccines were having a very slow incremental increase and a growing number of majority of the vaccines administered have been the booster shot, which is all, you know, added to. And kind of regarding the booster shot, the CDC did update their guidelines um, for that and said that anybody who received the Pfizer Moderna vaccine um, at least six months ago are eligible for a booster shot if they're you know, as long as they meet state criteria, such as they're 65 and older, if they're high risk for COVID because of living, health problems, jobs, um, that kind of thing. And if you've been vaccinated with Johnson & Johnson, um, you're clear to get the booster if you've gotten vaccinated at least two months ago. And you're allowed, as they said, to mix and match vaccine doses with the booster. Um, and studies have shown that the two second dose vaccines, Moderna and Pfizer, have the higher level of effectiveness. Right. And and so it's getting a little bit more difficult just on the surface to tell how many people, when you get those daily vaccination reports, how many people are getting the first shot, second or booster. It's just kind of hard to know. I do know that we're watching those numbers of fully vaccinated Arkansans just go up very slowly. 
Yes, and we are consistently ranking among the bottom of um, nationwide. Arkansas is ranking among the the bottom like 10 or so um, for fully vaccinated population. Another full month of school in Arkansas. Do we have any better idea of how COVID-19 and schools are related this fall? Yeah, so COVID-19 protocols in Arkansas public schools continued to be a topic of discussion in October, and some changes were made about mid-month to the definition of close contact in school settings. During the October 19th press conference, Governor Hutchinson announced the definition would change from six feet for 15 minutes to three feet for 15 minutes. This change was made in hopes to minimize the number of students out of the classroom in quarantine, which is something that has been concerning to officials as a loss of education. And this was only a change in public schools, not in childcare settings or higher education. And the governor and the secretary of health, Jose Romero, expressed that if cases increased because of these changes, the stricter protocols would return. But since these changes, COVID-19 cases have fallen below 1,000 in all of the public schools for the first time since the school year started. The October 28th data reported 950 cases in public schools, 62 cases in private schools, and 94 cases in colleges and universities. Another change in school settings was the existing test-to-stay protocol, which allowed students to avoid quarantine through vaccination, mask wearing, and testing. This will now apply to extracurricular activities for the participation in band and sports. Um, During that same press conference, Dr. Jose Romero said he expects to see vaccines for children aged 5 to 11 at the beginning of November, so that's coming up very quickly. Um, He also mentioned that the vaccination rate in children 12 to 18 has stalled. Um, So just like vaccines across the state, he was also saying that that trend exists within the 12 to 18 ages. Yeah, and adding on to what Mary said, the biggest percent change we've seen for cases across all demographics and or across all ages has been children 17 and under. Although the increase has slowed significantly since the summer, it is still um, among the highest across all ages. I also know at Arkansas COVID, you've, you know, kept track of how medical professionals and medical institutions have been uh, dealing with the pandemic. Anything new on that front from October? Absolutely. So like talking on hospitalizations, COVID hospitalizations have stayed in the 300 to 400 range, which is, of course, low to the August peak of nearly 1500 cases. But these figures are still higher than the like 100 to 200 hospitalization, daily hospitalizations that we were seeing in, you know, the the low in May and um, that that trough. But ventilator numbers have also remained higher at the late January, February levels with over 100 COVID-19 patients on vents. Again, still lower than what we were seeing in August, but not exactly where we ideally should be. Um, And deaths and hospitalizations continue to impact Arkansas in a multitude of ways. Of course, patients and families are, you know, severely impacted by um, their loved ones, but also it's including taxing our already burnt out healthcare system and workers. Earlier this month, I reported over nurses in Arkansas and what reality has been like them, like for them for the past 18 months. And one nurse, um, Sarah Beth Coe, she's in intensive care 
um, nurse at St. Bernard's Medical Center. And she said, at this point, it's hard to get hopeful because we've seen those decreases before and they've spiked right back up. And of course, nurses have always dealt with patients' deaths and worsening health statuses. But I mean, the nurses that I've spoken to have said, you know, we get more of these roller coaster patients that we come in at the beginning of our shift and they're fine. And by the end, I mean, they're completely unstable. So it's really tough on these nurses and hospital staff who go who grow really attached to these patients and their families um, to see, you know, them fluctuating so, so gravely. And in addition, one nurse that I spoke to at Arkansas Children's Hospital, as far as uh, children said that pediatric hospitals are dealing on top of COVID are also dealing with normal childhood viruses like the flu or RSV, which oftentimes leads to difficult combinations of two or three of those and could, you know, RSV, COVID-19 and pneumonia, um, which makes it really, really difficult on, on those patients and has left them feeling like this pandemic is unpredictable and that's what it is like. Um, so it leaves them cautious about gaining hope for the pandemic's end. Right. And you both write and report for Arkansas COVID, not Arkansas influenza. But uh, Dr. Jose Romero, late in October, was uh, using the term possible, what did he say, twindemics? I think that was the term he was using. And both he and the governor, during one of those, at the beginning of one of those press briefings, got their flu shots. Um, and I hate, I don't want to be an ominous, but there was an, uh, I don't want to be a pessimist, but there was an ominous note from the governor saying that the off-season flu numbers in spring and summer were higher than usual. And that could be uh, a predecessor to higher influenza numbers as we move into the winter months. Absolutely. So, I mean, city and health officials are really stressing the the importance of the public to get their flu vaccines to avoid a combination of flu and um, the pandemic that we're already dealing with. And that's what that's what it's been like. Yeah, something that was important in the October 19th press conference was that the talk of winter illnesses is coming back into play. And in school settings, children tend to tend to spread their illnesses pretty easily. And so it was stressed that if your child is just not feeling well, just keep them home. And it might not be COVID-19, but whatever it is, it's better to be safe than sorry. All right. Rachel Sanchez-Smith, Mary Hennigan, thank you both very much. We'll do this again at the end of November? Yes, absolutely. Thank you both very much. Thank you. you. Mary Hennigan is assistant editor of ArkansasCOVID.com. Rachel Sanchez-Smith is a reporter and translator for ArkansasCOVID.com. You can find out more at ArkansasCOVID.com. They both spoke with us via Zoom on Friday. Arkansas COVID is part of the University of Arkansas School of Journalism and Strategic Media. This is Ozarks at Large.